Hey everyone, I hope you all are having a great day today. I just want to take a quick minute before the show starts here to let you know that it's officially launched. My website is live. You can check it out at joelmahe.ca or reach out to me via email at coaching at j-o-e-l-m-a-h-e dot c-a. And I would love to interact, communicate, collaborate, have ideas for the podcast, or if coaching is something you are interested in, please feel free to look over my website where it will help you bring more clarity on what exactly coaching is and what it can bring to your life. So feel free to check out those resources and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today we are continuing our mini-series, Men in a Relationship. This is part two. We are talking about cultivating trust within yourself so you can therefore have trust in your relationship. And today I will use personal examples on how Jess and I have cultivated trust. We will talk about the six tips to generate trust in a relationship and also just telling stories of why it's important to go within our past and face our past traumas and circumstances in order to properly communicate to understand our partner's perception so we can build that necessary trust. So please focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope you all are having a fantastic day today. And I just want to fill you in with what I'm doing. I had my first coaching session with a client this week and it was awesome. I'm honestly so excited for this process and I'm so excited for the results that my clients are going to receive. And I really wanna be working with, in particular, driven men it could be anyone but i just feel like i relate to those type of people the most and i will see the commonalities of roadblocks that are going to come with those driven men because it's going to make sure they're progressing their life in a holistic manner because without coaching it's so easy to put our focus on one or two things and really strive to achieve something without seeing what it might be damaging to the other areas of our life So I'm just really excited, passionate, and pumped about this new adventure. And if coaching is something you might be interested in, please check out my website. As I mentioned in the intro there, joelmahe.ca. And check me out on Instagram at joelmahe just to communicate or if you have any questions about it. I would love to help you out. But a bit more about my life, Um, been keeping busy with work and we've been staying steady throughout this whole COVID process. So I'm honestly extremely grateful that both Jess and I are are still working throughout this whole time. It's, It's honestly a blessing. And we've been working to stay healthy. We've been doing our best of what we can control within our lives. And that includes staying fit, eating healthy meals, getting good sleep, just that encompassing that holistically healthy lifestyle because that's the best defense that we can do even if we get this virus we believe we're at a a young enough age and we're healthy enough that our best defense against that is to be as healthy as we can not just relying 
on a vaccine. Yes, that might be nice or some people might need that. But, you know, taking it within ourselves to um, implement what we can do to best protect ourselves. I've also been busy with the, the passion project of podcasting and creating this coaching business and now getting started with with coaching and been involved in some cryptocurrency investing. And it's a wild, fast paced world. So really have a lot of things going on. But honestly, I just I just love taking it on and love staying active and, and, and doing many things in, in my life that, that I'm interested on in. And of course, always working on my relationship with Jess, we continually work to go to deeper levels and fully understanding each other, which has really blossomed into this very beautiful, trustworthy relationship. And that is what is going to segue into this episode, which is titled Cultivating Trust Within Yourself and Your Partner. And I want to start by the yourself part, because we really need to get to know our true selves, not all these barriers and layers that we've built up along the years to potentially protect us or build us into this identity that we want to show up as because it's going to be harder to fully trust ourselves if we don't completely understand who we are, our needs, what's foundationally important to us. And for us to fully trust somebody else, I believe that we really genuinely need to trust ourselves. Because it's, you know, I, I, I heard this story I'm sorry, I forget the I forget the resource or where I heard this. It might have been on a podcast of somebody telling their story. But there was there was a female who was in a traumatic relationship and she had gotten cheated on in her past relationships. It was kind of a reoccurring thing. And she got into this relationship and there's there was this guy. He was so nice and so genuine and everything just seemed too perfect. And she was suspicious about how perfect this relationship was. And then she started constructing stories that, oh, he must be cheating on me just like the other guys, just like my other relationships and starts building these stories to tell herself to tell herself what might not be true. And she just couldn't trust this guy. Every time he went out, she thought that he was going to meet another girl and, and so on. And meanwhile, this guy was completely innocent, was, you know, he was a genuinely nice guy. And she just couldn't believe that. And her self-belief and those insecurities and not having that trust actually led her to cheating on him. She started reaching out to another guy because she figured that this guy was doing it, I might as well. And then she ends up cheating on him and the relationship fails. And I, I thought it was a tragically interesting story because that could have been something that was beautiful. But because of that lack of trust, there was that that led her to taking actions which were probably against her beliefs and values. So that leads me to a point that we are taught in coaching to really affirm to our clients, which is your past does not equal your future or your present. And we create the future and we create our relationships from the present starting now. And something I told myself at the beginning of my relationship was that I did not know Jess. I did not know the other person. And it, our, our lives 
literally physically could not have been any other way because it was that way. You cannot go back in time and change things. And if you battle with an image or thought, trying to change or wish the past was a different way, the only guarantee you will receive is the guaranteed feelings of some sort of disturbance or discomfort. We cannot change the past. And it was super useful for myself to have that, that knowledge, that statement of, you know, I didn't know her the past and she didn't know me. And if she's going to judge me for my past actions, you know, I did a lot of things that I'm not probably proud of or that, you know, that don't serve me in our relationship now moving forward. But I didn't even know you and you didn't even know me. So how could we bring that? How could we possibly bring that judgment to now? If we are living here now, now that we know each other, now it's game on. Now it's starting. But if we bring all that past stuff and all that that baggage and trauma with us and let it affect our relationship now, that is going to lead to some turbulence. And that's not to say it's not going to be easy to work through those things or to discuss those things or to communicate those things because it is challenging. But if we don't do that, it's going to be extremely difficult to properly communicate and essentially lead to cultivating that trust that we all desire in a relationship. So I also believe it's so important to understand why the person (laughs) sees things the way they do, what their perception is, Um, and usually their perception and how they see things and how they interpret and how they react to situations is based on what happened to them or what happened to you in the past. And we can avoid or bury our past relationships, our past traumas, the insecurities that got brought forth from our past relationships. Um, But if we avoid that and if we bury them and we don't face them, they're never going to get resolved and they're always going to live dormantly within us. And they are going to show up in ways that we might not even be aware of. So it's important to have conversations around this to expose those past relationships, that those past traumas, those past insecurities. And these conversations will take energy, will most likely be uncomfortable but they will be necessary to fully trust someone. And I'll, I'll share my example of a conversation that Jess and I somewhat recently had. Like we continue to go to these depths, to these what could be uncomfortable depths, but we go into these, this space and this communication and this conversation with no judgment and a place where we can fully understand and listen without that judgment and without those emotions surfacing within us. Otherwise, we'll never understand each other. And I, I also believe that there's, there's going to be, there's going to need to be a level of self-work done before jumping into these conversations. Otherwise, we will get triggered so easily. If we don't practice our self-awareness, if we don't practice on our listening capabilities, like there's a lot of self-development and self-work, I think, that needs to happen before jumping into these conversations. If we've never worked on ourselves, we're just going to naturally react and trigger to things that set us off. 
And being self-aware and having the ability to articulate why you lived a certain way and understand how you developed and how that impacted you before discussing this with your partner is extremely useful. <laughs> if you don't even have those insights, then again, it's going to just be a lot more difficult to even understand yourself to be able to have those difficult conversations. So I'm going to go on a little tangent about communication because I could, I believe communication is an absolute pivotal portion to cultivating trust. And in communication, past, um, we, we need to, we need to breach past the surface level communication. Um, and communicating is more than just simply telling your partner where you're going and when you'll be home and deeper than how was your day? Good. What's wrong? Nothing. And, and then just pretending like it's all cool. You know that, yeah, your life might be a bit easier if you do that because you're not facing the reality of what is. You're just, you might be just coasting by to take that easy response, to not face those dark insecurities or that trauma because it's just easier to say nothing or it's easier to say good. And in my past, I held everything in. Um, even that, that started from living at home when my mom would have genuine intention of just asking how my day was, but I thought it was easier to not face those responses because that involved me tapping into my emotions, which I didn't believe was being a man. So I just held everything in and I, I buried everything and I never talked about it. I never expressed how I was feeling. I, I was an awful communicator and you know, this, this, this isn't to be hard on ourselves because as I've mentioned before, excuses are valid. You know, excuses are valid. And and for me, I didn't do that because it was awkward. It was uncomfortable. I never saw this type of communication as a kid. I didn't even know it. And I, I held that stereotype of a man that meant expressing their feelings or, or crying or opening up emotionally. That meant that you're not strong. As I've talked about in the last episode about expressing your emotions, and I really dove deep on that. So yeah, my excuses were valid, but that didn't help me out. You know, not fit, just giving into those excuses did not help me in any way. So yes, excuses are valid, but we need to face them. We need to go into those uncomfortable realms to really understand the truth of ourselves to enable us to communicate properly. So because I started at such a young age to hide what I was actually feeling, that began to have an impact on how I communicated. And as soon as we hide something, whoever we are communicating with has no chance to fully understand our perception. They're left to guess. They're left to make up stories. Um, and, and, and I found for myself, you know, I wasn't communicating because I was protecting my ego. What I believed I once was is probably not serving me anymore. You know, so all these layers and this ego person, this version of ourselves that we build up might have protected us in the past, but there's a damn good chance it's not serving us right now, right here, right in our relationships. And having a lack of a communication will lead to frustrations, recurring arguments, trust conflicts, uncertainty, fear, 
And I'm not saying this because I read this in a book. I'm saying this because this is exactly what I experienced over and over again. And it leads to these things because we're left to construct that story in our mind of what we think the truth is or for our partner to construct what the story of what they think is going on. And usually those stories will gravitate to a more negative outlook because negativity is more naturally compelling and attractive to us and our subconscious because it's preparing us for the worst. And that's, we developed this because it was a survival mechanism. You know, over the years, way back in our, when our ancestors exist, they had to think of the worst case scenarios because that's how they would survive. If they didn't think about what bad can happen, they would die. They wouldn't survive in the wilderness. So we evolved as a species to carry this forward. And now it might not be serving us in the best manners. Or our stories that we're making up about our partner could be reaffirming what we've experienced in the past. Just like that story at the beginning, that that lady experienced, you know, traumas from her past and she got cheated on multiple times and she was constructing these stories because they didn't have that level of trust. Um, And and that led to obviously uh, an unfortunate circumstance and scenario. But it is our work to A, set clear boundaries on our communication expectations. So... We can't just expect to have great communication. And I am blessed that it was a curse at the time. Oh, man. But I'm blessed that, you know, just set these boundaries right from the get go because communication, proper communication and trust did not exist in her past relationship. And she came right at the right at the gate and she said, we need to communicate on an absolute deep level. We always need to understand what the other is thinking, what the other is doing you know, how we're interpreting the world. And I was like, holy shit, this is a lot. (laughs) Do you know what what type of person I am? Like, that is the farthest thing from what I am capable of doing at this moment. And it was a damn hard challenge to work through that. But I am luckily... I'm, I'm grateful and lucky that that just set those clear boundaries on what communication meant and what the communication ex- expectations were at the start of our relationship. So it's also our work to be not let our past trauma and negative memories affect our current relationship. And this is accomplished through deep communication. Again, something that's probably going to be uncomfortable. And this is where I'll fill you in with that story um, that Jess and I had a very deep, communi- uh, I guess, time frame of communication where we just allowed ourselves to really go deep and understand the psychology of what got built from our past relationships, from our childhood, from our upbringing, and of how that's affecting us now in our relationship. And we really had to be vulnerable here. And as, as the other partner was talking, um, I had to listen at a very non-judgmental way and just hold that space for her to open up and express herself and express and tell me the story of why that was that why that had such an impact on her life and vice versa. When I was when I was telling my story, she fully listened with with open ears and an open heart 
not to judge, not to jet in and interject with um, a trigger point, what might be triggering, but it's really useful for us to fully be present and drop our egos and drop those triggers as they come up and just be there listening, listening to understand our partner. Because in these stories, Jess was exploring her past relationship. Um, so we were able to see how the reactions that transpired in the past relationship are at play within our relationship. You know, and we got to some what would be considered some uncomfortable topics, you know, whether that would, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, talking about past relationships and intimacies and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, that, that takes some, as I said, I, I believe it takes some self work for us to get to a level with to be able to hear that stuff without getting triggered and without holding judgment and just listening to understand because what happened in those past relationships is inevitably going to affect us living now. But we need to expose those traumas and we need to expose what happened there. So we both have an understanding of what's going on, not just Jess, because then I'm left to build those stories and I'm left to put the pieces together if she's not fully letting me in. And then I start constructing those stories. And now we cycle back to that first story of that lady making up stories because she didn't fully trust what was going on because of her past traumas. And for myself, I, I had to express why I held in emotions and why I wasn't affectionate and why I had these money <laughs> stories behind me and my personal insecurities. And I really had to open up and be vulnerable and go to the depths on all of this stuff, which would be extremely uncomfortable to talk about. But I believe that when we lead with vulnerability and we share vulnerable stories, it kind of opens the doorway for our partner to also share theirs. So sometimes we have to take that ownership in leading with vulnerability, taking that taking that risk and stepping out there, um, shedding our layers, our ego layers and saying, here I am. Here's all of me. Here's me to the depths. And, 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 and trusting that our partner will accept us and that they will also open up and share their stories. So that's, that's kind of what transpired. And we do this on a regular basis just to fully understand each other. And yeah, it might be uncomfortable at times, but I think it's extremely necessary. And uh, so, yeah, we, we can. And once we understand this, you know, that, that gives us the ability to communicate and collaborate uh, a plan and uh, to move forward, you know, we don't need to let our traumas and our past stories be a crutch saying, oh, I understand this now. That's OK that you react to this. You know, it's still our responsibility to work through all this. The understanding and awareness of it all, the communication is an absolute necessary piece to receive <laughs> and, and, and build action upon. So, yeah. And every time there's an argument or disagreement within the relationship, uh, try to find out what the actual problem is. And more often than not, it's probably going to relate to a trigger or a past trauma or the way we interpret something. Um, but, but I think it's so important to actually find out what the core of the problem is, not, oh, you didn't fold this tea towel again. You know, you know there's probably there might be something bigger underneath that. Um, and I think it's important to always discover what is underneath that or it'll compound. And there's all, almost always something deeper. And it's a practice to learn how to expose the bigger issue without escalating the situation. 
Uh, and I'm always a bit hesitant when I hear that people say they've never been in an argument or disagreement. It makes me question how well they, uh, how well and how deep they know one another. Um, you know, I don't think arguing or disagreements are necessarily a bad thing. It's just understanding how to navigate them without it exploding and without it lasting for extended periods of times, you know, hours, days, weeks, it can compound if you don't learn how to properly articulate, communicate and resolve. But I think it's so necessary to understand the full picture you know yet we have to articulate it in the moment before it compounds instead of just taking the easy solution and saying oh i'm so sorry i won't do it again it's like okay you're saying that but do you actually understand why you just got triggered what's going on here at a deeper level like let's let's figure that out and jess and i you know this is a blessing and a curse because every single little argument or disagreement we always go to the depths when we always make sure we fully understand what's going on what's the bigger picture here why are you getting triggered what's going on and we never just leave it we never go more than a like we, we don't let it run into the next day we face it and god you know sometimes it's a lot of freaking work but we, we just understand each other so much more every time we get into one of those disagreements. And that enables us and equips us now to face the next one with a less refract, a shorter refractory period. We're able to recover quicker. We're able to understand it quicker. We're able to get to the depths on a much quicker pace. And now those don't last. We understand each other. We can move forward. We can grow. We can build. And for men... We usually, we usually try or hide, uh, hide or cover up some kind of sensitive area. You know, that was the case for me, especially. And we believe that it might make us appear weak if we talk about it. But the only thing that is weak about this is the fact you're holding back. Not communicating, in my eyes, is flirting with lying. You know, we're, we're, we're holding back information. And we're refraining from expressing what is actually going on internally. And something I've discovered is that vulnerability is powerful, courageous, and it takes a man to be brave to, do, to, to lead with vulnerability. And that is a lot stronger than hiding and holding things in. And in general, I would say women are much better communicators than men. You know, they talk about their emotions. They talk about what's going on in their day-to-day -day life when they get together and when they talk on the phone or whatever it may be. And men don't usually do this. Men bond over maybe having a beer or watching the game, talking about sports, talking about external things, which is fine. But I think it's extremely healthy and important for men to go to that deeper level. And it's time for men to step up and take ownership in order to improve their communication in their relationship. And again, that's that's why I'm so passionate about coaching, especially coaching with men, because that's what it is. It's, it's enabling men and people to go to that deeper level, to talk about what's below the surface, 
to explore the new insights and awarenesses that live on that those deeper levels and it might be too uncomfortable to first talk about those things with our partner because now there's more intricacies there's more there's dual perceptions going on and it might be harder to communicate that because we're going to get triggered easily um, by potentially what the other person is going to say but with a coach you hold the space and the coach is not interjecting and the coach is not putting an opinion on what's going on the coach is just there listening um, asking questions to help you come to the proper realizations in order for the client to make progress. But anyways, I've formulated six tips to help build trust. So ways, the six tips to build trust are to articulate constantly how you feel and what you mean by something. Don't ever tell small lies or refrain from that information that could be useful to your partner or else they might be left to build and construct those stories. And we'll be faced to tell ourselves those made up stories if the story, the true story is not being told. Remember back to that first um, example that I said at the beginning of the episode. So communication and the proper articulation, especially for men, is going to be essential to build trust. Tip two, have respect. Have respect from where your partner came from and who they are wanting to become. We can't bring the past into our relationship. Um, we remember that we didn't know each other before this, so how could that be? And if the past didn't exist the way it did, you wouldn't have met each other. So lessening that judgment of whatever might have happened in the past and continually work on showing up for our partner, being present, aware, considerate of their needs and desires. So having respect for their past. Tip three, have faith in your partner, but don't become naive if they aren't putting in the effort. So having faith in your partner, having constant check-ins, doing the work, set up times to talk, to revisit sensitive areas. In our busy world, we tend to avoid these uncomfortable uh, conversations. But having faith that your partner is going to show up, do the work, but then we need to we do need to check in. We might need to set up times to discuss what's going on, but we do need to put faith in our partner to make sure they are putting in the necessary efforts and then follow up with check-ins. Tip 4. Give in order to receive. And this is really a lot of the work that Jess and I are doing because we we both have needs, we both have desires, and the other person needs to show up to help fulfill those needs and desires. And one thing we're both working on is essentially simultaneously or leading with giving what the other person needs. And when you give to the other person, they are going to feel more full. And once they feel more full, they can then spill out and fulfill your needs. So if you really want to receive something, think about giving first. And, and once you give, you will also receive. Tip five, get through hard times and difficulties together without giving up. And for my journey, I had so much change and transformation that I needed to undergo to make a relationship work. And again, we need to cultivate that self-trust. And getting through those hard times, those were extremely, extremely difficult times for Jess and I. 
there was a lot of struggle there was a lot of conflict and there was a lot of doubt and there was a lot of scary moments that I didn't think I'd be able to change but once I cultivated that self-trust in myself and I proved to myself that I could change that's when it all began to just unfold in a much more beautiful manner that's when I was able to propose to Jess because I had that faith I had that trust within myself I said I proved to myself that I could change things and I said hey if I could change this we can change anything we can work on anything together so so getting through those hard and difficult times together without giving up is extremely important to and will help us to build that trust and the final tip number six get to know your intuition and vocalize and discuss with your partner when your gut is telling you something and sometimes it might be right sometimes it might be wrong but that's why it's important to discuss those feelings those pulls hey something feels off within me and discuss those intuitive feelings and the more you develop that and really harness in on that skill it's going to be extremely useful to cultivate trust so i just want to leave everybody with the words of once trust is built it is a beautiful and powerful bond it takes work to properly develop and also needs consistent effort to maintain it remember when building trust one of the largest contributors for success is proper communication especially with men we need to take ownership and put our egos aside if we want a trust-filled relationship articulate with vulnerability have respect for your partner's past without judgment. Have faith in them. Give to fulfill their needs. Work together to get through hard times and utilize your intuition to let you know when things are off. Dedicated, consistent progress on these will enable you to surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone has an amazing day. Take care.